Well, good morning, boys and girls. Good morning, good morning, good morning. We're here. We are live and in person-ish. We're sort of in person. Um, I can say that I've I've missed you, buddy. I've missed you. I've missed all my friends. It's been a it's been a crazy we, month. We haven't seen each other in person since the Practically Pastoring Conference. Has it been a month? So we did the show before the Practically Pastoring Conference at Lakeview. We then did the next week from our living rooms like this. Then it was spring break. We had some sick kids and all the dad. I can. Are we back? I can. I can see you and hear you. You were frozen in time for a minute, and now you've just absolutely gone and left. Uh, well, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, I've had to having to go solo here on our Facebook Live show. We've been running this test for the last hour. It's been just fine. Let's see if this works. Let's see if we can bring Andrew back in. Hey! That was, I had about eight seconds where my heart stopped. I thought I was going to have to talk to a camera by myself. The chat that would have been a compelling show. I would have watched it. I would have tuned in. But alas, we're here. We don't have to do that again. Well, I was going to drop the link out publicly and just let anybody jump in if they wanted to. But luckily, we did not have to resort to that. We... Not yet, but who knows? It depends on our internet connection. My name's Tim. This over here, oh, this is like the Brady Bunch. This is Andrew. Uh, We we get together most Mondays, I'd say, most Mondays. And we we chat about the week in ministry that was. And it just so happens that today we're both sort of coming back off of breaks. I know your break was a little different. Your kids were home, but you were not really on a My kids break. were home. I was No, I was we 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 were working this week. We had a whole lot of church stuff going on, but my wife was on spring break because she's teaching now. Right. And today she is at a teacher's in service and my kids are in the living room right over here. But Tim, I don't know if you've mentioned this, but it turns out that yesterday was Sunday. Um Andrew, you are correct. <laughs> Yesterday was Sunday, and this right here, Andrew, is the morning after. Is the morning after. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was. So there was a little bit of a callback there. I don't know if you caught that. Um, you'd have to have been watching that was the, the show uh, from what? Since old the school intro. Yeah, that was a 2018 intro video right there. We should probably uh, update some things, but it was beautiful. Just shows how great our video skills were four years ago. It was so good, so compelling. I almost feel like the image just looks better with our with our names and, and the logo right in the middle. I just That's fine. You can throw it up there. Do it, buddy. Like You're it. the one pushing the buttons today. I believe in you. I'm pushing the buttons. Frank says, someone move your phone away from the mic. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> I'm going I'm to go ahead and just blame I, Andrew I, for that. Because we can. So I'm coming off of spring break with my fam. You are not, but your kids are home today, Andrew. You are full on my kid, my right now. kids our home i have been congested i yesterday was like a, the michael jordan flu game again i woke up really i kind of had a sore throat all week 
post uh, spring forward and kind of came to a head Thursday or Friday and was night quilling and day quilling back and forth and then felt good enough to preach Sunday morning. And it was a good thing because I didn't have a backup in house on Sunday and uh, and we did it. And it was a what? it was an wait, exciting wait, wait. What, Sunday. What is your backup if you go down Saturday night and you know there's no way I'm preaching tomorrow? What's the backup plan? Well, I have Shirley Bragdon, who is always on call, who happened to be out of pocket this week because she's doing some denominational stuff for us. And so she was up in North Carolina. And I have Dylan for one more week. His last week at our church is this coming week, but he's preaching next week. And so I didn't want to tap him and be like, hey, you know how we're like celebrating you and next week is your last week? Can you preach that sermon that you're not quite done with? A week early, so uh, I Nyquilled and Dayquilled and felt great by the time I got to Sunday morning. But I was a little bit worried on Saturday. Yeah. What is, is what is your protocol? How how much time how much time do you give a sub if you're coming in sick? It it depends on the sub. I have one being my father who said he, he can go with with just a couple hours notice, which he he can. He's just that style. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, uh, one of our current elders, he has recommended that I video record a sermon and it just sits there and it is the backup plan. And then if something happens and we don't have a sub, we we roll with the video and it would just be like, a, hey, if you're seeing this, then I'm dead. Well, no, wouldn't say that. But it would be that, <laughs> would be that idea. You could, like, every, you could do one of those every six months, right? Be like, hey, here is the if I'm not here sermon and then if you don't preach it via video, if you have a Sunday that is in between series, you do that one while you're recording the next one or something. Well, we got Frank and Jerry who both jumped in. Jerry said he's ready to go whenever. Frank says, I can send you one of my sermons. Tommy, and this has been his life's motto. I think it's his father's, his grandfather's life's motto. Preach, pray, or die at a moment's notice. Yikes. Sam that says, is use these Tommy's lower back tattoo. Time. I've seen it. <laughs> Tim says, I, I live. That- I can't imagine anyone would show up the next Sunday if we did that. Tim says, I lived that same week, Andrew Larson, pink eye and sinus infection starting Thursday, but finished the book of Joshua yesterday. Speaking of. Wow, be strong and courageous, Tim. My goodness. Yeah. There you go. Wow. I, uh, yeah, it, I was a little bit worried Saturday, but all things – the other thing is like when you've put the work in and you have the sermon done, I've been in situations where someone's like, hey, can I send you my manuscript? I'm not feeling well. I don't know that I would want to send someone my manuscript. If, I'm, if I've worked on it, I want to I save it. Is that bad? Is that no. super shallow of me? You can say yes. It's okay. No, I don't, I don't think it's terrible. I mean I think in a you know, worst-case scenario, there's nothing else. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I, I did do something kind of fun yesterday. We did as a church, and my hand was kind of forced into it. Uh, one of my buddies up the road, Adam Powers, reached out and said, "Hey, can I get can I get a Lakeview T-shirt?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." He said, "I want to pray for you guys uh, next Sunday." This was you know a week and a half ago. And so I, I mean, what what do you say to that? Yes, you can. But you then say I, yes. Then I had to follow up with, well, then I'm going to need a t-shirt of yours so we can also pray for you guys. Mm-hmm. And so then we're up there. Like I, I did it pre-sermon, so I'm rocking the Sunrise Community Church shirt, and he's got his Lakeview shirt on. And like I almost feel like, wow, we want to pat ourselves on the back for doing exactly what we're told to do in the New Testament. 
and pray for each other. Like, the I, New Testament says nothing about t-shirts, though. The no, t-shirt about- swap is is extra biblical. I'm not saying it's unbiblical. I'm just saying the t-shirt swap is extra biblical. The t-shirt swap might go above and beyond, but it is that visual representation of we are unified with another church just up the road. And I actually said from stage, if you live closer to them than you live to us, you need to go there to church. I don't don't know that I've ever said that on stage ever. Nor have I ever Well, you got to be careful. There's... There's there's a whole lot of churches between you and them. Well, so that's a that's a densely populated area becoming more densely populated by the second. It is. And then and then do we practice the parish model of churches where you just go to the closest like-minded church? I mean, there's a whole lot of other questions that could be brought are, up. I guess my if thing that is, is if your you're, you're driving thirty plus minutes to church and there's a great local body five minutes from your house. That's that's probably an issue. Yeah, it's I get be it. It's tough to get connected when, when you're that far away. But it was a fun we Sunday. Have... We followed that up with baptisms after second service. We, man, we, I came off of vacation on Saturday and we partied hard on Sunday, but it was worth it. It was a ton of fun. So when you are doing baptisms, and this is because Tim and I have not seen each other in a month and we don't, uh, we, we don't have show notes in between us like we typically would be when we're in the office. Um, I was having some conversations with moms of 10, 11, 12-year-olds yesterday where we're about ready to start having some baptismal conversations. What do you do for everybody? Does it, does it differ from age group to age group on a baptism Sunday, the pre-baptism talks, the class? How, do, how all does that work with you guys? We do the baptism class, quote unquote, one week out where we just talk all things baptism, what we believe as a church when it comes to baptism, what the Bible says. And then if I have a parent there with their child, typically it's, you know, 13 or under, 12 or under, something like that. I do Mm -hmm. encourage the parent to be there. And then I just ask the parent, you know, have you had a conversation with your son, your daughter about baptism? And then I'll talk to the child directly with the parent sitting right there and just ask them a couple of key questions and then i i kind of leave it up to the parents i kind of feel like they they know if their child knows what they're doing and the decision that they're Mm -hmm. making so i try to involve the parent all the way through just to go one step further because we are welcoming new members into our church next week once a child adolescent is baptized are they then eligible for membership right away at lakeview i think our bylaws say at 13 you are a full voting member of the church or you can become a voting member of the church yeah ours are uh, 11 and they still have to attend the membership class once they turn 11 so my daughter emily when she it was just after her 11th birthday when we had our next membership class so she was the first miller child to officially join the church and she had already been baptized Gotcha. We're we're just kind of navigating this really for the first time since since I've been there. You know, I think we've had two baptisms since I got to the church because when I got there, the median age was about uh, you know in the seventies. So we're kind of re-adding new families and things right now. So that's that's where we're at for the first time. Where we have eleven new members joining next Sunday, which is super exciting. That is fantastic. So, CJ, I'm, sorry I'm to distract you. That. CJ's distracted by the pick over my shoulder, my right shoulder, which would be this one for me. So you're talking about the snow white picture or the really 
awkward Ikea one. If you look over here, you'll see the, the Bible Projects Gospel of John layout. Um, all sorts of uh, it is definitely the Snow White picture that could look like something that it's not. I get it. It's very busy back there. It's it's busy. There are a few things. This is my home office, and it also doubles as our classroom for when we when we when my wife homeschools our children from home, which happens uh, on occasion. Frank says for sure, Tim. I saw a pic. He looked like a Marvel hero stuntman. Oh, oh, as in I wore the t-shirt better. I don't know. I don't know. Adam. Adam has. Um, Adam is. Adam is leaner than you are. He is leaner you might, than you I might am. You might be a, a bit a bit bulkier, but Adam is uh, is that long, lean muscle type. CJ says, looks like a dissected frog. Yeah, okay, I could see that from here. Yeah, I could see that. If you if you want to come hang out sometime, I'll, I'll give you a little tour of the house and all the mini... We don't have a lot of blank walls, Andrew. We have a lot of things on... You guys really do. You have a lot of things on a lot of walls. See, I am in my... I'm on my dining room table right now with my living room directly behind me because the room that used to be the home office was then uh, taken over by my wife when she was teaching for VIP Kid and has then been taken over by my 12-year-old that decided he was no longer going to share a room with his little brother anymore. So almost 12-year-old, 12 on Wednesday. Wow, that's happening in like two days. That's crazy to think about. Andrew, what time did you guys get back from uh, the land of Disney last night? I, if you don't, if you don't already know we, this, Andrew and I, we we keep up with each other on Find My Friends. We don't always text every hour, but we do we get, know where we, we get are. worried about each other. Yeah, so I, I, I was, we always know. I did a little Find My Friends. I noticed you were not at your house. You were at your second house, which happens to be over, you know, near Bay Lake. We were at Hollywood Studios last night. And we weren't planning on staying super late, but my family, we, we qualify for the DAS passes so we can get onto some rides that other people would have to wait in line for several hours for. And so, But to be fair, we, you do wait. You just wait not Yes, we just wait. But so we had checked in when we were eating dinner. We realized that we could – we could do Rise of Resistance before we left the park, and so we thought, hey, why not? I think the park was closing at 9, and uh, we were able to check in for Rise of Resistance at 8 o'clock. And so we and thought the, this for is the non, For the non-Disney folks out there, that's just unheard is, of. Like if you, if you can snag a rise of rides. At, at that time before – you know, if you're snagging a rise before noon, you're in good shape, let alone before 8 p.m. So we're like, okay, we, we got to do this. But it was Luke's first Disney trip at officially 48 inches. So he had never done Rock and Roller Coaster. And so then we had – yeah, so we did the child swap thing with Lewis so that he got to go on at once with mom, once with dad. So we got over to Rise at about 8.15, 8.20. We get on, and the ride completely dies about 12 minutes into a 20-minute ride. It's a very long ride, but we were – we were stuck and you're you're in the very very tight seat belts and you can't get out of them and the boys are all excited because we watch lots and lots of disney youtube videos at our house of what okay. happens if you get stuck on a ride again for the and, non for the non disney fans just know that 
as a as a, a real Disney fan, you pray for the ride to break down because then you yes. might get the magic of an in-show exit. Andrew, why don't you explain that magic? The well, the in-show exit we were expecting to be magical, but it it was it was a little bit less than magical. The cast members came out, and Liam, who uh, is very very concrete in everything, there is absolutely no nuance with him whatsoever. The uh, the resistance cast members. And the First Order cast members came out together and were talking to us about our procedures to get off of the ride. And he's like, wait, why are you guys friends now? You're not supposed to like each other very much. That was pretty exciting. We had to explain that right now their concern is our safety. And and then they quickly told us that we had to turn off anything and everything that could record because, yes, the in-show exit would be a magical memory. It would be a memory for our brains, not our phones. Wow. And so then they escorted us up. We walked a couple hundred yards to where the next group of cars were stopped. And then we had to uh, wait while they unhooked those people's seatbelts. And then they took us down a couple boring flights of stairs. And they scanned everyone's magic band for a fast pass for tomorrow. But, of course, we're here. You're not there. And we're not back in the parks. So we got nothing out of it except for we spent an hour on Rise of Resistance and got home at about 11.30 last night instead of getting home at about 10.30 last and night. your that's wife okay. had to get up and go to work while you got to sleep in with the boys. <laughs> so I got it. My wife – I don't even know when she left. I got a text from my wife. She's like, so she, she is always the first teacher at school. She's trying to figure out this new world that she's living in. So I take the boys in. I think – in the five weeks she's been there, there have been two days that she's taken the boys in and they all go to the school where she works because she wants that extra half hour, 45 minutes at the school before any students get there. So she texted me at 745 and I guess she was locked out because it was an in-service day. So none of the teachers were showing up until 830, but she was there at 745 waiting to be let in because she's just that hard of a worker. Wow. Whereas I would be the one coming in at nine o'clock if it was an in-service day, but that's just me. Hey, we're we're gonna get so that, to that. We're we're gonna we're gonna jump back on that topic in just a second. But before we do, I have something special for you, Andrew. I didn't prep you on this, so <clears throat> hope you're ready. I've I have no idea what we're doing I know, here. But okay. I know yesterday's experience was um, a whole new world for one of your sons because um, he's you know of the appropriate height to ride more rides. So I thought it would be fun if you were able to sing a song for us live on the air. I love singing songs. But I okay. get to up the annies because I have a, a certain church member, and I think he I think he's a, a rewinder, so he'll watch this later today. Um, but he handed me this at church yesterday. So, hey, Lakeview family, if you're watching and you saw someone hand me a $20 bill, it was not for me. Um, <laughs> hey, it is actually, I thought you were skimming from the offering plate. It's not from the offering plate. This is actually for you, Andrew, to go to a charity of your choice. So if you want to give back to Lakeview Church, that'll be fine. Um, this, this, 20, why would I do that? <laughs> this $20 bill is for you for a charity. If you can, uh, magically transform your voice into that of a chipmunk and then sing us a, a little bit, it, it could be a whole new world in honor of your son's grand experience last night. It, it could be something else that you're choosing. Oh, so 
To my regular setting, it how was, I, it was special. It was magical. If I could, it's a, we, it's a could, free software that comes with my. Uh, you have the same microphone as me. I, I, Just I do. download the Logitech uh, G Hub setup, and you too could chipmunk if you wanted to. If we could it's really walk at this, chipmunk. and you could reach into your screen and grab. Yep, there I would. Um, that that is going into your pocket. It was it was beautiful. It was everything we hoped it would be. Now you're gonna have to fix your voice because it's, it's way too loud again. But it was. I'm sorry. It was so good. It was so magical. Um, but what I I thought we could segue into because you said your wife is the early riser of the family. She gets there before everyone else. I feel like um, you and I might have a similar relationship when it comes to when we get to church on Sundays, because I, you know, I typically post on Sunday morning, my arrival time and my, you are usually uh, the first one there. You're there with an empty campus completely. There's the serenity of the lake, maybe a flagpole in your shot. Every time and you are the first person there every Sunday morning. Does anyone beat you on Sunday? Um, yesterday, the worship team did beat me. Uh, but typically, I was slacking. Typically, I'm the first one there on Sunday. I don't know what it is. I just I like to get there early, get a few things set up, turned on, and I, I always do a a quick sermon read through on Sunday morning. So it's it's not the take your time, do the pauses, all that stuff. It is the just just go through the manuscript, make sure it's all in order. Because I had a a bit of a nightmare scenario last week that you and I have not talked about. Um, but it was, I did my sermon read through. Usually I'll email myself the manuscript the night before for my, my iPad. Well, okay. I, I emailed myself like I typically do, but I forgot to pull it up on my iPad and I was having connection issues on Sunday morning. So we were into the third worship song. And if you know our service order, I preach after that song and I had not pulled up my manuscript yet. So my backup plan was my phone which is very difficult that to is see. terrifying. So I had it ready on my phone. I did one final reset, restart on my iPad and got it by like the final chorus of the song. And my heart started to slow down right before I preached, but it was terrifying. So my third born, Lukey, uses my iPad as his device 90% of the time. And I, I have another iPad now that I'm basically using to, to read from because I, I have to read a lot. Um, but the iPad that Lukey uses, the, the leather cover on it matches my preaching Bible. And so I preach from the iPad that matches. It's stupid. It's a really stupid reason to use that iPad. That is. But... He so he knows that his job is to bring me that iPad when my kids get to church, and so I was making announcements yesterday, and he comes like running up to the stage to hand me my preaching iPad. So uh, not quite having to pull up the manuscript in that in that moment, but I've started to do the intro. Hey, we're in this series on whatever, and realized I did not have my manuscript pulled up, so I had to do the first couple paragraphs i usually have about a paragraph paragraph and a half pre pay pre prayer that uh yeah so I've, I've had to do that one but not quite 
the but it's it's still nerve-wracking <laughs> when you are a manuscriptor knowing that hey my manuscript might not be ready or available the way that i prefer to have it available so i i think i am in the market for a fresh ipad one that's probably not five years old uh, that that would probably help a lot of the issues that I've had, or I could just always have yep. it ready the night before and never fiddle with it on Sunday morning. See, I I save mine to Dropbox, so when I I do my last read through, my last I do my slides on Saturday night. So when I'm done doing my slides, I then save my manuscript to my Dropbox, and then the Dropbox is synced on my computer. So that's usually how I pull it up via. Dropbox, but again, if there's a Wi-Fi issue in the worship center on Sunday morning, which there is literally every time it rains, I have that panic moment of, oh no, am I going to preach from a laptop? And oh, by the way, I keep seeing people preaching from laptops. Our buddy Jeff Simpson has been preaching from a laptop at a huge church a mile from me. They post a story on Sunday morning on their Insta that I follow, and they have people preaching from laptops. Is that a trend now? Did I miss something? I don't know. Preaching I, from laptops? I remember it being a thing about a decade ago because I had a few guest speakers come into Lakeview Student Ministries and use laptops to preach, but then I didn't see it for a long time. So maybe it, you know, like all fads, maybe it's making a bit of a comeback. I'm I'm not a huge fan. I'm not against it. it it's fine. No, it's like for all intents and purposes, it's the same thing as preaching from the, uh, the, the iPad, but it just... Well, it doesn't sit flat, so you see you see the screen up, almost like a like like a presenter or a you know you have a a guest a keynote a keynote speaker kind of what it what it reminds me of not not the end of the world I think it's fine I don't think it's distracting. I preach sitting down with my laptop on a uh, my laptop case has like the little stand thing, so you see that I'm reading from a laptop. Anyway, so I don't know why. Uh, I'm so you see that I'm reading from an iPad anyway. Well, you have a so laptop table, so you're going to see. I mean, you'd see yeah. paper notes if you had that up there. Yeah, but so you back to what we were saying before. You get to church first thing. You were the first person there. I am. You know, we had we were eighty-ish people yesterday, which was a huge Sunday for us, and I was the ninth person at church. So our whole praise team and usually whoever's running tech is there before me. Most Sundays, Shirley is there before me. I think her goal is to get to church at 8.30. My goal is to get to church at 9. And But I am the last one to leave sometimes by a good 40 minutes or so. So do you do lockup procedure or does somebody else do that? Um, we have So the guy who – who like recently within the last six months has volunteered to take over our lockup procedure um got he, he's got cancer and it was kind of like an out of nowhere didn't realize he was sick and then it was oh wow he's really sick kind of thing and so we have not changed our procedure in dealing with the fact that you know someone who is a lifelong member of our congregation um, is sick. So we're all still kind of processing what's going on with that. And we don't want to hand it off to somebody else because it's something that he loves doing. So right now I kind of go back and check because sometimes things are locked. Sometimes they're not, but just in general, the, you know, my wife is our kids director and so she's got cleanup and stuff and we, we have fellowship all time after church. And so we don't want to be cleaning up the kids area during that time because we want to actually be with our people. And so the Larson six 
I think yesterday, even though knowing we were going over to Disney, service was done at 11.10, and I think we left church at 12.40. So, and that's, you know, we are at church routinely when it's not football season until 1 o'clock. Yeah, we're, I mean, 12.30 is usually when we're out, but our service was at 11, so... 11 to 12 and then we are out usually by 12 30 12 40 even baptism sunday yesterday i left at 12 50 so that that really wasn't even that abnormal for us i think i had a, a slightly shorter sermon knowing that it was baptism sunday but yeah you were your whole your whole fam is there longer than we are i mean our our campus is clear usually 30 to 40 minutes when church is out yeah, but we do we do the hang out and eat thing as a church, and I tell I say just every week, hey, the thing that we do best as a church, it's not the preaching, it's not the music, it is the food. So uh, come on, and we eat well. Timmy, we've got to uh, we've got some other things we have to talk about, but we got to thank our sponsors. We haven't thanked them in a month. We're so Timmy, thankful. it's been a month. We're so thankful for. I don't know. Do they do anything for us? Sure they do. Uh, getting ready for marriage. They do a lot for us. Uh, getting ready for marriage. The, it is an amazing premarital counseling book. Listen, chapter seven does a lot for me. Chapter seven is typically where Andrew lives. He loves teaching and really leaning into that specific chapter. Uh, we also love our friends over with the uh, Backseat Leadership Podcast. It's a conversation for leaders who don't find themselves in the driver's seat. If you're looking it's, for content, I, look no further than them. That was, it's crazy because just a few years ago, that's where we were. We were having these conversations of, man, at some point when, when I'm in charge and now, hey, that that's us. We're the ones that have to do this. And I think it's an important conversation to have before and after. Yep. Nope. Agreed. Uh, have you heard of the Bible brawl, Andrew? You could. I sure have. Oh. I slid the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> I have brawl. heard of the Bible brawl. It's a it's, whole lot of fun. It's a whole lot of fun, and sometimes not even appropriate. It's great. It's not PG rated. Uh, speaking of PG rated, Youth Ministry University. <laughs> I can't imagine there's going to be anything. Uh, PG-13, or well, maybe PG-13. We're not going to be R-rated in Youth Ministry University, but it is a good way to train your team, get everybody on the same page, speaking the same language. For sure. Uh, we we love that we get to be part of this incredible network of way better podcasts than ours. We're, I mean, really, we're Tim, proud. One might say that we are a proud... Proud? Proud? Proud. Proud part of the DYM... Podcast, podcast network. network. That was pretty good since we couldn't actually see each other. I couldn't see you. I couldn't sync it up, but I can hear your microphone because it's so loud. I don't know what's going on. I, Ever since it was went, the chipmunk filter. It reset. I've I've got my gain down to like forty percent. I'm sorry, my uh, my master output is at forty nine percent. So I'm turned way down. But yeah, I can see that it's hot. Yeah, just don't lean forward. I think we'll be okay. Tim, so here was a new one that I had yesterday. Mm -hmm. We had some some visitors at church, which is always exciting when you have visitors. And sometimes people come to church, they're a little bit timid, you know, they don't know you know, they're 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 timid. They're at a new church, they're in a new place. These people were not timid. They were they were going after it in worship, which is a wonderful thing. They were the first to to amen or holla back at me wow. mid sermon. 
So they were, you, you know, you could tell sometimes you're like, oh, is this person trying to figure out if they want to, to come back to church world, come back and be a part of church life? And then other people, you can tell that, no, no, these people are used to being in a church. And this week they're just here at this church. And that was them. And it was exciting to have them. And we were thrilled that they're, they were there. And so after the service, I usually try to greet visitors before the service, but they, they, I think they came in during the, the first song or, or right before the service started. So after the service, I went to shake hands and immediately was handed a flyer. And it was a, hey, we're so grateful to be worshiping with you today. By the way, we have a ministry that we would love for you to be a part of. And it, and it was, and it was a, we're not looking for any money. We're not looking for, you know, any, any additional volunteers or anything, but they have rented out the gazebo that we've talked about on this show multiple times. That is a hundred yards from our church, our, the beautiful John Wilson park and gazebo in downtown safety Harbor. They've rented that out for an Easter drama presentation that they're putting on the Saturday before Easter. And would just love, you know, maybe if I wanted to come and, and do the uh, invitation at the end, or if, you know, we could open up our church to anyone who made a decision for Christ, which again is a wonderful thing and we're, we're thrilled ministry. with. But had they planned this out more than a week and a half in advance? But they, they, they hit me up, you know, when there's still a room full of people and a, hey, can you commit to something? the Saturday of Holy Week because uh, there's nothing else going on that week and you don't have a sunrise service going on the next morning. So, yeah, I've got to re- return some emails and stuff this week. But that was it was the thing where, you know, you can tell if a visitor is new to church or new to church world or if they are very much involved in church world and these people were certainly are certainly involved at another church. It's just what happens that they've rented a space close to our church for the Saturday before. So, Easter. Are they, do they have a home church? Are they going to be Are they going to be coming back to Safety Harbor regularly, or was this a one off and a plug to try to get you? I my guess is that it was a one off and a plug. We'll we'll see what happens next week. I think so. It, it was it was three people, and I think one of them is or has been involved in vocational ministry at some point. So. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We had but, a we had a fun we had a fun guest family yesterday as well. Unfortunately, they were just visiting friends, so they were uh, they do live elsewhere. Uh, but I was talking to them, and you know they were they have older kids, teenage kids, doing the Disney thing this week, and I was just telling them to have a great week. And then Sam comes over to me, one of our elders, and says, "Hey, do you know who that guy is?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I just met him. He's here with friends." And he said, "No, no, no, he's." He was the original drummer for a really popular band. I was like, oh, yeah? What band is that? It was a little band known as Hootie and the Blowfish. What? So the OG, so I I about, yeah, it's him. the OG drummer for Hootie and the Blowfish attended Lakeview yesterday, had a blast, and he himself is actually uh, the music minister at his church in South Carolina. I was going to say, I'm assuming they're from South Carolina because that's where Hootie's from. How great. And uh, that's spectacular. He said he said uh, we have not had now and then. He said if they were to call and ask about a tour, he'd, he'd probably seriously consider going back out on tour with them. How cool would that be? Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, just because your lead singer wanted to become a country singer doesn't mean that you still don't want to hold my hand and that the Dolphins make me cry. Those are the only Hootie lyrics I could come up with off the 
top of my head. And for the record, it's the Miami Dolphins make him cry because they're so bad. Not seeing the majesty of a beautiful dolphin made him cry. So within a, within a three-month time frame span, we've had the uh, front man slash lead singer for the <clears throat> heavy metal band Iced Earth attend Lakeview. And now we've had the original drummer from the hit 90s band Hootie and the Blowfish. So, I mean, really, we're practically a celebrity church now, Andrew. I don't know what else to say. You're going to start baptizing Bieber in uh, a New York Knicks player's bathtub pretty soon. That's the next logical step for us. Are you going to start wearing your shorts super low on your hips and uh, have tabloid pictures of you taking shirtless? Because that is the next step for a celebrity pastor. So I think it's about time. But so Tim, what does, what does your Easter week look like? Are you guys doing a good Friday service this year? We have, we have our Holy week schedule finalized. We're meeting as a staff next Monday to cover all the bases. Uh, So Palm Sunday uh, will be our prayer walk around the lake, trying something new this year. I think it'll be kind of cool. We have the property to do it. So it'll be in between services. We're going to go on a prayer. So either stay after or come a little bit early. We're going to walk around the lake. We'll have some prayer stations set up and do a prayer walk. And then on Good Friday, we have a PG-13 service. So it's kind of a, hey, if your kid's under 13, this is at your discretion. Tim will probably be saying words that you know you probably don't hear every day in a sermon because that will be our uh, what did Jesus accomplish on the cross sermon, which I've preached a few times now. Like you, then we have uh, Easter Sunday, which is three services. That'll be sunrise at seven, and then our nine thirty and eleven. So we just ordered all all of our chairs for our outdoor service, and then um, Lakeview staff can crash for three and a half days while they try to recover from all things Easter, which is pretty typical. What about you guys? There you go. Uh, we are doing our sunrise service i don't think so in the past we've done monday thursday instead of good friday to then do communion and i you know the communion on good friday just never makes sense to me do you guys do communion on good friday am i making fun of you because that's not the goal okay good um so in the past we've done we've done monday thursday and i don't know that we're going to this year i think really this is kind of the first year of like full programming back after covid stuff and so we're doing the sunrise service, which is a community service that we do with some of the other safety harbor What's churches. What's your role this year? Are you doing the prayer again? I'm, so this year, I yeah, I'm doing a prayer and like a, a call to worship thing. Next year, I'm supposed to be the the preacher tapped in because we rotate through and uh, that'll be a big year for you. I, well, so the. The guy that preached last year, his church was doing Easter service with another church, so he wasn't preaching. And the guy who's preaching this year is an associate pastor, so no one has had to preach the sunrise service and then go to their church and preach. So that part would, will be a little bit different, so I'm okay with handing that part off. So I'm kind of emceeing the service, but I'm also the one who's most in downtown uh, out of all of the other guys, so it makes a little bit more sense to to do it that way. And then... From there, we're, we have our regular service, and it'll be packed out in standing room, but not quite packed out enough to do a second service. We'd rather have one that feels very, very full and crowded than two that feel half empty. And plus, you know, our people do the food thing after church, so we don't want to mess with that. We're also bringing back the uh, pagan ritual of the egg hunt, 
for our kids this year. So that's always a big plus. We haven't done that the past couple of years. We're doing two of those, one on Thursday and then a big one on Sunday as well. So we're doing our regular services and making them Eastery. It's going to be great. I'm so proud of you. Sam says, Tim called me a liar at church. I did, Sam. I did. When he told me that he was the drummer for Hooting the Blowfish, I said, can you please stop lying to me? We're in God's house. Uh, Jerry says, I hate it when you fall in love with new visitors who aren't sticking around. That is a, yeah, that's the worst feeling ever. Andrew, Sam needs you to sing some Hootie in the chipmunk voice. We can do that. We can do that in a bit, Sam. We'll, we'll do that at the end because we don't want to, to mess up the microphone levels so much, but we can do it. Laura says, Safety Harbor Community Church, always inclusive. Always. Got to love that about about Safety Harbor. You know, come one, come all. We're ready. Well, Andrew, it has it has been uh, it has been a minute since we've been able to hang out. I've really missed our time together. I think we should do it in person next week in the office. I think it'll be great. It'll be the beginning of April, so March was the month of no in-person shows together. But come April, we'll be ready. Hey, we're we're thankful for technology and the ability to do this, even if Andrew's microphone is a little bit hot. At least we still got to hang out and party together. Andrew, I can't think of a better way to close out the show than a chipmunk Andrew singing Hootie and the Blowfish. So, I, I mean, take it away, buddy. So the problem is that I pulled up the lyrics to Let It Dry thinking that it was a different song. Um, but, uh, I guess we'll just go with Only Want to Be With You. Even you just talking like this is more than enough entertainment for all of us, so we're we're thoroughly enjoying this. different venue we'll be back together in person and hopefully you'll be joining us we'll see you next week at 11 o'clock